Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast. Today is Monday, August 22nd. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, we start another week off in August. It is the last full week in August, which just blows my mind. This month has absolutely flown by. Today is National Pecan Tort Torte Tort Day. Tort Torte Day? Tort. Yep. Tort? Tort. Yep. So so I looked up what the difference was between a tort and like a pie or a cake, and it's the ingredients. There's very little to no flour in a tort. But with a with a cake, obviously there's a lot of flour, uh, and a tort always centers around ground nuts or breadcrumbs. Uh, so today is National Pecan Tort Day, and I'll pass. Uh, I'm a huge I'm a huge pecan fan. Yeah, I know you're you're not you don't like you're not a big nut fan though, right? Correct. So I'll take this day. You'll pass. Yep. I'm a huge pecan fan. I like pecan pie, so I assume a pecan tort. Sort of along the same lines, I would assume. You've just never. Uh, all, and those are those are right. kind of like uh, torts are kind of like cookie kind of things too, aren't they? They're not like maybe cakes. I don't. I don't think so. I think uh, let's like, see. The size are are a lot different. Yes, it is a. Uh, however, almost the average tort is two to four inches in height, uh, even with the layers of the tort. So yes, it is much. It's a much smaller uh, dessert. I guess this is for like uh, more of an individual than feeding multiple people. But yeah, so I, I'm in on the pecan tort. Uh, I like any type of dessert that is centered around any type of nut. Uh, also, today is National Plant Milk Day. Billy, are you a fan of any plant milks? Uh, no. God, no. Really? No. I cannot stand them. Honestly, the only kind of milk that I like comes from a cow. I'm sorry. I got you. I guess I'm old school uh, when it comes to that, but I do enjoy almond milk. Uh, I have found that I like almond milk in my um, like uh, fruit smoothies. Yeah, I, I like I like normal milk, but I really try to cut as much dairy as I possibly can out of my diet. Uh, but I am a I'm a pretty big fan of almond milk, man. It's it's really rich in taste. Now it's not it's not the same taste, and I don't enjoy it as much as normal just normal Mayfield whole milk. Uh, but yeah, I enjoy almond milk uh, pretty good. I, I've had other types of different types of milk. Not a fan of any of those, but almond milk, not bad. Not a bad uh, substitute for milk if you're trying to cut out the dairy in your diet. Right. Yeah. I'm just not a, I'm not a big fan. Hey, I feel you. I feel you. Billy, this weekend, the Braves won the series against the reigning AL champion Astros, the Cheatin' Stros, the World Series runners-up. We take two out of three games from the Strohs over the weekend. Game one saw the Braves win 6-2. to two. Riley with three RBIs. Dansbay with two RBIs. Olsen with an RBI. And Kyle Wright went six innings. 
two earned and seven Ks. Honestly, this whole weekend, you saw exactly what you wanted to see out of all three of your starters. Absolutely. And Kyle Reich picking up his 15th victory. Guys, did you think at the beginning of the year that Kyle Reich was going to have 15 wins? Because I sure uh, no. didn't. Uh, no. There was no chance. And I'm, I, I'm so thankful. I'd have been happy if he ended like 12, you yeah. know, into the season around 12. At 15, and we've still got a month and a half to go. Yeah, I'm down with that. Game two, Braves win five to four. Olsen, Darno, Grissom, Harris, and Grossman all with RBIs. Darno with the walk-off single in the 11th. Spencer Strider just goes out and does Spencer Strider things. Goes six innings pitched, one earned run, and strikes out nine. Yeah, he looked <laughs> really, really solid. And that that tub against the Astros late just makes my heart feel good. Yeah, and I think it makes everybody in baseball feel good when when the Strohs lose. Sorry. If you don't like the Strohs losing, you're not a red-blooded American. You don't love baseball. You uh, you like cheating and communism. That's what you like. Uh, and then in, in uh, on uh, excuse me on Sunday, game three, Braves lose five to four. Olson has two RBIs. Grissom and Darno have one RBI. Morton pitched a gym. Six innings, two earned runs, and 11 Ks. That is exactly what you want to see out of Charlie Morton. It's back to back. Um games for Morton too is it not I mean it is yeah yeah it's he allowed um he allowed two earned runs on Sunday and then the last outing against the Mets he allowed zero earned runs almost going seven innings so that's that's promising yeah if Charlie can get right for the playoffs I'm I'm I'll be happy this is if he strings one more start together it's the best sort of string of starts he's had since about mid-June so I mean, Morton's been pitching well, but it's been off and on. It's been one outing with four or five runs, and the next outing was zero. Next outing, four or five runs. Next outing, one. So, yeah, if he can string one more start together with a, you know, he doesn't have to go out there and throw a no-hitter or, you know, no-earned runs or something, but, you know, two-earned runs, six-inning pitch, I'll take that every single day out of Morton. No freaking doubt. Billy, last night was the first at-bat Ozuna had since the uh, since altercation over the weekend, and the entirety of Truist Park booed him when he got up to bat. Good. Honestly, good. Yeah. He needed it. He yeah. needed it. I mean, he needs to understand that, dude, his what he did originally and coming back, Atlanta didn't give him any crap. He didn't get booed very much, and if he did, you know, they were just kind of throughout the a little bit throughout the park. You can't keep doing this kind of behavior and expect Atlanta to just be okay with it. You know, and that, and I think I'm I'm thankful that the Braves fans actually like form on Boodum because this is what happened. Yeah, I'm all for booing him, especially with a 213 average. You know, if he was above 300, maybe we sweep, sweep this in the rug. But uh, you're hitting 213 and you're a designated hitter. So everything that you do negative outside of baseball is just going to get amplified. That's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. If you're a good player, a lot of the stuff you do outside of outside of your sport, they get swept under the rug because that's just the nature of the beast. But you hit 213 as a designated hitter, and then you add the, you know, the DUI, whether he gets charged or not, you know, it is what it is. But... I mean, the the video just makes him look like an idiot, honestly. So, uh, I'd boo him over. I'd boo him over hitting two thirteen. You know, <laughs> that's probably a good reason to boo him, anyways, just for what he's doing on the baseball field, and he's a complete liability out in the outfield uh, if we don't want to DH him. So, I don't know what the Braves do with Ozuna, but the the sooner he's not in the lineup or off the Braves, the better off we are. 
Exactly. I mean, honestly, I've I've been I would have been okay if we DFA'd him, honestly, because there's there's yeah. no one keeping him. It, just eat the salary. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. Notwithstanding the the DUI charges, you know, just for the way he's been hitting. Oh, uh, Braves are for two hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just... hitting hitting two hundred, uh-huh. and he has forty. He has forty six RBIs on the year. As a DH. I mean, that's I, as a DH. A primary yeah. DH. I mean, yeah, he's played yeah. a little bit of left field. But dear Lord, man. I mean, you can't continue to play that way. No, no, two thirteen average with a six fifty three OPS as your full time DH. That's not good <laughs> at all. <laughs> That's terrible. Jeez. Uh, his WAR, I don't know what is uh, his WAR this year is a negative one point four. Is his WAR? So that's sort of all you need to know about Ozuna this year. His WAR is a negative one point four. Yep, negative one point four this year. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> Yeah, yeah so that's all you need to know about Ozuna Meanwhile, this year. Michael, Michael Harris is like top five on the Braves right now in war. Did you see that? That wouldn't surprise me. That that wouldn't surprise me at all. That dude is absolutely raking. He uh, he is at a three. Michael Harris is at a three right now in oh. war overall. Top five right now er, in the Braves. Yeah. Uh, Braves are still four games back of the Mets. The Mets' uh, September is laughable, so the Braves just need to kind of keep doing what you're doing. Keep taking two out of three or sweeping series, and maybe the Mets will sweep up, uh, sweep up, slip up here or there. Uh, if they don't, I am perfectly fine going into the um, the wild card with the squad we got and the way we're playing right now. Just keep it up, keep that momentum going, keep staying hot, and let's get into the playoffs as a hot team like we did last year. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, in- we're nine and two, or excuse me, eight and two in our last ten games. I'll take I believe that. that is correct, and I and I think we're like twelve two and two in our last fourteen. Or I think it's, it's I think it's eight and two because we lost one of the Mets and we lost one of the Astros. But it's right. we're, we're one of the hottest teams in baseball right now. Uh, Billy, speaking of hot teams, the Atlanta United, not. Not really, not really no. that hot. They go up to Columbus last night and get a draw, two-two, up there after a rain delay uh, delayed the game for a couple hours. It was a sloppy, wet night. Usually, you're happy with a point on the road, but at some point, you're going to have to win games you aren't expected to. And last night was one of those games you were probably supposed to win. Uh, Sosa played well in the first half. Thought we were going to win about three-one in the first half with the effort we were giving in. Uh, but the second half, we came out and we looked like we were asleep. We allowed two goals in the 60th and 64th minute. Just complete lack of focus, complete lack of communication. Uh, it was a game that was there to be won. Unfortunately, we didn't win it, so it, it is what it is. You go up to Columbus, you get a point. Um, we're still in the playoffs mathematically, four points out with eight games left, but I've been saying this the past week and a half. At some point, you have to win games that you're not supposed to win. Last night was a perfect opportunity to do that. Is it going to get to the point where we're just expect that from Atlanta United help something yeah. Changes in that one. Something's okay. Yeah. I, I think this is kind of where we're at. Yeah. I, I think this is this is sort of where we're at, and this is probably where we're going to end the season and expect a lot of wholesale changes over the offseason for Atlanta United. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yep. Billy, tonight the Falcons take on the Jets in their second preseason game. Uh, a couple keys for me to look for in the Falcons tonight. Everyone comes out healthy. That's the main number one key. Everyone okay. comes out healthy and uh, no no long-term injuries, nothing like that. 
offensive line continue not being Swiss cheese. They looked pretty good in the first preseason game versus Detroit. We need to continue that trend uh, tonight versus the Jets. Drake London and Desmond Ritter's progression. Let's see how they have progressed since uh, their first week as Falcons playing against the Lions. They looked pretty good that week, or, or Ritter did. Let's see what they look like this week. Let's see if they've progressed well, any, see if they've Drake learned London any, see if they've gotten better. For most of the week because with the you injury. What? Let's not forget Drake London. Yeah, is he? do you know if he's playing tonight? I don't know. I, I would assume not. I'm just going to go ahead and assume he is not going to play tonight. I wouldn't. I mean, I know he needs... No, I, I, I wouldn't play him. I know he needs time, but there's. I wouldn't touch that. You know what I mean? No. Yep. Thousand percent agree with you because he was what number seven pick overall. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Something. I mean, he's top ten pick. I mean, that's that's a guy that you think is going to be in your wide receiver room for easily, you know, six eight years. So, yeah, no re no reason to rush him back for a preseason game if he's not a thousand percent healthy, uh, which Ritter is. I wonder if Ritter is going to start this game or if Mariota is going to start it. That's a really good question. Maybe Mariota. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. And the D line, see if they get pushed. They had some pretty good push against the Lions. Uh, con continue that against the Jets tonight, and everybody come out healthy. That's the main thing. Doesn't matter if you win or lose, just come out healthy. Yes, sir. All right, Bryce. Let's get to the. We've got a lot, and we've got a lot to talk about. Let's get to the football on Friday night. Bowden beat Manchester 29-14 in a game that we were at. Uh, Robert McNeil, 257 all-purpose yards, three touchdowns. Will Rainwater had a 90, had 92 yards receiving and two touchdowns. And Luke Windham had 82 yards rushing. And were, I'm surprised by that number, honestly, because it didn't seem like Windham could get going at all on on Friday night. So, so I'm yeah, I was pre I was pretty shocked when I read the stat line that that Wyndham was up over eighty yards uh, and had almost ten tackles. The ten tackles I wasn't terribly surprised about, but the the eighty two yards rushing I was because yeah, those those that was a hard eighty two yards of rushing for him. No doubt, Freeman beats Hard County uh, fifteen to thirteen. Hard County had a five yard field goal that they just missed with just killer man we're so so close to beating him uh, Hilton Gadsden City six Juju sub <laughs> Schuster uh, Juju Lewis uh, 18 of 27 passing 287 yards and five touchdowns uh that's a pretty good start holy smoke as a freshman this is first varsity absolutely went this off his first varsity touches I mean that's just nuts Jordan, Jordan White had four touchdowns, four receiving touchdowns on five receptions. Bryce Hicks, 178 all-purpose yards. Have a game, Bryce Hicks. Holy crap. Uh, all right, Central beats Redan 36-12. Julius Walton had at least three sacks in the first half, one of them being a strip sack. Um, and I know that um, Bakari Swain had a, a return for a touchdown that you said was just he was just so fast. So. I was on the phone with you when it happened, and I, I, I literally like looked away for like a split second and blinked, like grabbed my drink or something, and I looked up, and Vicari Swain is at like the five yard line going in for a touchdown, and I was like, hold on, two seconds ago he was at the fifty, and like I looked away for one second 
to get my water and look back at the screen, and he's at the five scoring a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, just insane speed out of Vicari Swain on that return. Raven County beats Harrelson County 49-3. to And then Temple gets a big dub against Pike County 41-18. Can Vaughn, 310 yards, 310 yards of all-purpose yards, six touchdowns. Frederick Bennett, 14 Ooh. tackles, five solos, seven assists, and two tackles for loss. I mean, dear Lord, if this is the kind of Temple team that we're going to see, I mean, we heard it earlier in the week from uh, Coach Nix. He said that they're going to make history, and I can't wait to see what Temple does the rest of the year. I can't either, man. Temple, that's the way to start off. Uh, that's the way to start off the year. Fear Temple Tiger, massive, massive win on the road in Pike County. 41-18, Cam Vaughn uh, just goes off. I can't wait to talk to Coach Nix this Wednesday about just everything about this this game because it's one of those games that I'm not going to be able to watch. Like the, the highlights aren't anywhere. And you just look at the scoreline and think 41 to 18. Geez, that was a that was a beatdown. So I can't wait to hear what Coach Nix has to say about the about the game. Softball on Friday, Hurt County beats Vidalia 9-3. Uh, number 15. I'm not sure the name. And Bryce is looking it up now. I can hear him clicking it. Um, um is looking for hit an absolute moonshot over left field for a three, three uh, run home run. So, dear lord, them uh, a moonshot, man. Like it was, it was nasty, dude. Now, I looked all over for this young this young lady's name, but I couldn't find it. It's number fifteen on Herd County. Whoever that is, uh, there was two two uh, person on first base and second base, and she actually act. I mean, she just yanked it and yacked it over the left field wall. Um, Villarica beat Northwest Whitfield 13 to four. Villarica continues to be uh, just absolutely strong and dominant right now in, in uh, softball. On Saturday in football, um, Mount Zion got postponed to Saturday because of the storms that came through. Most of these games didn't end until after 11, guys, because of the storms. Ooh. They were ab- it was absolutely crazy. The ones that it was late. <laughs> the Bowden game that Bryce and I were at had two lightning delays that was just they probably should have lasted a little bit longer than they did. Anyway, uh, Mount Zion beats Cleburne County 34-17. Sherrod Montgomery had three touchdowns. Um, and Malachi Ackles is going to be a dude Sheer, Dear Lord, man. Every time he touched the ball, I thought things were going to happen because of just how quick he is uh in softball Heard county lost to jefferson davis seven to three in applin county five to one freeman beat union county eight to nothing in dawson county five to one emily morris pitched a no hitter versus union county billerica beat ringgold eight to one and fort fort oglethorpe four to two emily scara and tori wofford added rbis in the ringgold game and emily farrow Seven innings pitch, two earned at four Ks, and also hit a solo shot at the plate versus Fort Oglethorpe. Good lord. That's the way to do everything right there. In volleyball, Villarica beat Rockmart, Husa, Cass, Gordon Lee, Sandrock, and Armouche this weekend and won their tournament. That's right. All of them. They beat every single one of them. That's just that's that's a lot of wins. I, be, I believe three or four of those wins they blanked them. They beat them 2-0, uh, and they won whatever that tournament Villarica 
volleyball was in this weekend. They they won that tournament. Crazy. On the Stupid Games and Events calendar tonight, softball as Armouche at Bowden at five, and then volleyball Villeric at home versus Westlake, and Paulding County at five as well. So that's it for the calendar. Bill, you need another cup of yes, coffee this morning? Yes, sir, I do. Let's do it, man. Sue Bird at 41 becomes the oldest player to record a WNBA playoff double-double as the Storm win game two. Sue Bird, one of the greatest to ever do it in women's basketball. She is an absolute no beast. Doubt. And, I mean, 41 with a double-double, that's crazy. That's nuts. That's That's absurd. Uh, New York Giants top rookie Kayvon Thibodeau goes down with a knee injury but says he is good after the game. This is what we talked about with the Falcons. You never want to see your young rookies or anybody who might be a starter on your team getting injured in preseason right. games. And Kayvon Thibodeau was a, was an absolute stud in college at, at Oregon. I don't want to see him go down, as even if he is on the Giants. Yeah, I want to see him play. That's, that's a talented young man. I want to see him play. Uh, you know, I should hate the Giants. You know, they're a division rival, but right. I, I like to see good football, and I like to see good football players play good football. It sounded like a like a Maddenism. Uh, Patrick Cantlay wins another thriller at the BMW Championship. Enters the Tour Championship as the number two seed. He may be one of the better players left to live. I mean, in the PGA. In the PGA, yeah. Him, Justin Thomas, uh, John Rahm. Just the one seed right now? Trying to think of some others. Uh, maybe Zlatanis? Zalatoris? Might be him. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy Madison's caddy. He, he might be the one seed, I think. Just off the top of my head. Not 100% sure, but I think it's I think it's Zlatanis. Uh Miami Heat's Udonis Haslam says he's returning for a 20th NBA season. Why not? If somebody's gonna hey, why not? Got, him? Why got, not? He's Udonis. Ha- How old is Udonis Haslam? He's got. He is uh, forty-two. Udonis Haslam is forty-two and returning for his twentieth NBA season. Good on him, dude. Make that money while you can. Uh, and today, in nineteen eighty-nine, Nolan Ryan strikes out his five thousandth batter, and it is Ricky Henderson. How unique is it that you get five thousand? Like, I can't remember how many he ended up with, but it was over, it was well over 5,000. But, you know, to have your five 5,000 as Ricky Henderson. And let's not forget, guys, he started in the 60s and he ended up pitching into the 90s. <laughs> he pitched up until he was 46. His last season was 1993. Uh, and he ended his career with 5,714 strikeouts. Yeah, and I'm telling you, he started in, I think, 1969. This is his first year. 19, 1966 was technically his first year, missed 67, and then came back into the league in 68. Nuts. And and if I am not wrong, I am, let's see, I don't believe he ever won a Cy nope. Young. Uh, nope. Nope, eight-time All-Star, Hall of Famer, two-time ERA title, 1969 World Series winner, strikeout record holder, uh, and not a single Cy Young Award. Who else didn't win a Cy Young Award? Cy Young. Poor That is ridiculous. <laughs> That's absurd. 
cannot believe that Ray Guy never won a Ray Guy punting award either. It's uh, I don't know who comes up with these awards, man. But uh, the fact that Cy Young never won a Cy Young is ridiculous. The award names the, after the him. Fact Jeez. Billy, you got anything else to Cy add Young today? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I've, I, that's always blowing my mind. I mean, in 1981, he he had a 1.69 ERA and had an 11 and five. Uh, probably record. Like, like, how do you strikeouts? Uh, now, see, he was down on strikeouts that year, only 140. So maybe that was it. I, I don't know, but he was. I, I, I don't know. That just that blows my mind. I mean, 1987 had a 2.6 2.76 ERA with 270 strikeouts. I mean, there was a time where he would have 329, 383, 366, 327, 341. I mean. He'd go over 300 strikeouts in a year, and no, no Cy Young. He was the one pitcher no that was just so freaking dominant to the point where he was throwing 100 miles an hour on his fastball, would turn right back around and throw a 70 to 9 mile an hour changeup. Like, that change in speed is just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it's absurd. I mean, that 1989 season, when he was 42 years old, the last All-Star season, in, 19, in 1989, he was 42 and struck out 301 batters. Good Lord. And and this was this was the baseball area where, like, you weren't striking out a bunch. You didn't see as many strikeouts as you do now. I mean, now you have your team has 10 strikeouts every single game. But back then, you just didn't see it. And he only finished inside the top three in the Cy Young three times. Never won it. Three times in 27 years. Yeah. Ridiculous, Bill. You get you got anything else to add today, man? All right, let's get out of here on a Monday. Start our week off right. We will see y'all tomorrow, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors, just shake them. Shake your neighbors.